Good evening, citizens, and welcome to the Shattersong LARP Diaries. I'm your host, Chris, and today I'm joined once again by Matty, who is going to give us a little... Uh, I, I had eulogy in my uh, in my head, but uh, perhaps it's more like a life story or a... Yeah, it's I, a uh, character interview. Yeah. It has to be interviewed, not just chat. A history, one could say. Yeah, the biography. Mm, autobiography yeah. is it is it a biography or an autobiography if you're the player talking about the character well if you're not the character then it's yeah you're not them it's already getting tricky though isn't it because how much is it you and how much isn't it hmm. depends on the character i suppose uh, yeah i mean that is actually one of the questions uh but we'll save that for uh for later but, Ooh, okay, uh, okay hello matty welcome to the podcast Hi, long Chris. time thanks yeah. for having me again i've i've been a long time fan of the podcast i've always wanted to come on and talk about my experiences oh my gosh you, you you're making me blush <laughs> oh, i'm so glad to give you a platform to talk about your uh, your character thanks uh, as i never ever get to talk about myself ever no i, I thought it was time <laughs> to change that in these interview formats where instead of giving us a interesting analysis of an event we've got everyone else in the call to shut the fuck up and you get center <laughs> stage uh, for the next, I don't know, however long this is. I mean, I joke, it is amazing how often that doesn't happen. <laughs> it, it is, it is. That's it's... life, isn't it? Well, it, you know, Sol and I are sat here with loaded glocks, making sure that uh, everyone gets a, <laughs> gets a turn to talk. But anyway, we digress. For legal reasons, listeners, that is not true. <laughs> yeah, that is a joke. I can confirm that Matty is not in danger. And Matty, I'd like you to confirm that independently. Uh, well, I'm I'm glad to have it confirmed because it's always good to know, you know for sure. <laughs> to clarify, listeners, Matty is also joking. There is no ambiguity <laughs> about her safety. <laughs> when I'm okay, diary, but the more I say that, the less real it sounds. <laughs> Just blinking very, very rapidly. <laughs> Not that they know because it's a podcast. Precisely. Uh... Listen out for the Morse code later in the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's just like ever. You know, someone turns up the volume really, really high. You can hear the. If you play it backwards. You can hear me <laughs> yelling for help. <laughs> you talk about a ritual and you make up a name for it and in backwards talk. It's call the police. They have me. Yeah. The Yotun are here. Help. Oh God, the Yotun. Oh Ugh. God. Yeah, you know, actually, yeah, I'll, I'll add that question to the end. What do you think of the the Yotun and the Druge? But. <laughs> All right. Good question. Yeah, I'll slide that for in the end. Now. Yeah. Uh, somewhere at random in the um, okay, in the order like a little of surprise. Yotin, Druge, what's your other cool one? Grendel. Grendel. Oh, oh, I like. Uh... I never fought the Grendel. No, uh, to be fair, we haven't fought them in ages. That is a, a no real L. It's a previous character that fought the Grendel, mm. and oh. then we had a treaty with them. <laughs> and that treaty is soon to end. We'll see. Eh? We'll see. Yeah, but um. Before we dive into the future, let's have a look at the past. And I mean the very beginning of Larkin's past and how Good your character segue. came into being. Cool. So that is that the question? How did my character come so into being? Are you, are you still reeling from the segue? <laughs> it was good. I was impressed. Um, how did my character come into being? Uh, in a kind of weird way, actually. I had played my first character for three events not that long but enough to get into the swing of things and then died um 
<laughs> ironically in a very similar way to how I died this time, but no one particularly necessarily knows that yet, so I won't explain more. But was this Meredith your your old? It was it's it's basically the name Meredith, but it's the old Welsh version, which is Meredith with ah. two D's instead of a th. Gotcha. I could have I I mean I could have just gone for like Mary as like an easy nickname or something, but uh it, I was new to LARP. That's how it works. That's making a cool character. Um, but yeah, I died and then I came back as a non-com for an event. Do you remember? Very vague. Yes. Yeah, I do. Actually, I had a wig was... on and everything. Yeah, this is like the first few times we've met because you came with the the OG longest path lot, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, I did. Yeah. You ran into. Uh, not. Bail. Well, we were kind of path of no. It would have. It wasn't Darren, I don't think, or it was Darren, like uh, the it, very last event of it Darren. It might have been Darren. Yeah, it might have been Darren's death. Yeah, I think it was quite early on because my first event was E two twenty eighteen. It Darren was the one after years. the Mudpocalypse. Yeah, gosh, that was Darren. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then so your second I did event that one was uh, when we all got Black Plateau. Yeah, so that would be that's my first event's Pie Face. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, there we go. So you must have died in that first event. The second you showed um... up, I died. I can't. <laughs> I've been a bad luck charm ever since. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it, yeah, so it was then that I did those three events because we went through Pyface and Custwin and El Bandito. Mm. Um, but I came back briefly as a character called Taran and I was there for one event and I was going to go into like doing law and spring law and magic and stuff and I hated it. But I kind of needed it, I think, because it was been my first LARP death and I was a little like gun shy after that. I was like, I don't really know. I had a little bit of like, ooh, ooh, I don't want to die again. Because it sucks. I mean, I'd only had three events and I hadn't done that much, but I was already starting to, even back then, get involved in the military game, actually. Mm. I was talking to, um, at the time, the then-living Dan Brackensong, who was quartermaster back then, uh, about shadowing him and stuff and getting involved in that. So that was already a bit of a blow to be like, oh, I've just lost a, a character. Like, it's really strange. Uh, come up with a new one. But I didn't like it. I didn't like being non-com. I didn't like hanging out with my friends so much. I didn't like like the area of the game. Uh, so I learned a lot from that one event, really. Uh, so I just retired the character immediately. Um, between E1 and E2, came up with Larkin. Um, and actually, you named Larkin. Do you remember that? I um, Okay, this is, this is shameful. I'm going to have to make a shameful confession on a uh, public broadcast but um it's so, probably not gonna matter you still named larkin <laughs> I, I did name i did name larkin as larkin but um for yeah. any of you out there who are warhammer forty thousand nerds or dan abnett fans um, i'm a big fan of gaunt's ghosts and all of my lark characters have been stolen from those books and larkin ah. is the aged veteran sniper in that book very cool nice. character um has a good old friend called try again brag uh, Brag is killed relatively of the early in the series by an absolute dickhole called very Elijah Very apt. Yeah, and um, yeah. So uh, what Larkin I'm hearing is your recovered. next character is coming back as Brag. I don't know. Uh, Brag. I feel. Great I've name, already, actually. Yeah, I've already played a Brag like character. Uh, I He's see, basically I see. heavy weapons guy. He's just big. 
It's very big. Yeah. Carried around a cannon. But, well, uh, if I'm proof, you don't have to play the character if you want to steal the name. <laughs> very true. Very Since true. I'm not an agent sniper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I must say. Um, no, but you did come up. I mean, like, look, this has happened recently. I, I, I accidentally named um, Kit's new character, funnily enough. We were talking about character names, and we were sort of just throwing words back and forwards, and I came up with one, and he came up with a bunch, and I came up with some, and he was like, oh, actually, I really like that one, and that's going to be his new character name. It just, it, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a nice thing, I guess. You're like, it's a little moment of like, oh, this was kind of collaborative, you know? This isn't just for me, but... I don't remember what I actually thought I was going to do with Larkin. I really can't remember. Mm. I know I knew that I wanted to be combat. I had, I think, spoken to you about buying your chainmail, so I knew that I wasn't oh, yes. going to be in a really bad place armor-wise because I was quite concerned about fighting and just immediately dying. Because mm. I'm I, at that point, I was not a very good bar fighter. I didn't really. I, I knew what I was supposed to do. I just didn't have like the muscle memory to actually like get stuck in and do it. Yeah, wearing um, armor so is I a rem- smart ten out of ten idea. Yeah, for I, sure. Battlefield, <laughs> and also having like a consistent weapon because Larkin didn't have a consistent weapon for like until after COVID, I think. Yeah, because you ended up with a spear, right? Spear, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if oh god, the difference that made. It was like when you know, you know. <laughs> it was the right <laughs> weapon. It was so good. Uh yeah, I don't remember. I'm trying to think because we had then we must have had E2, 3 and 4. And it was E4 of 2019, the last event before the longest of darks. Um when we had the issue rising with the heirs of Turuniel and the whole protect Akinia, protect Thorunin, protect Liathavan, like sending military unit actions back then. And I can't really remember what I did in E2 or E3, honestly. I've no idea. Wandered around, probably. Had a great time, I'm sure. But E4, I remember we were getting ready to leave because I was getting a lift with you from London. And I'd kind of looked at this thing, I'd heard about it, and I hadn't seen anyone like say, oh, I'm going to organise it. I was like, okay, well, you know, that doesn't mean there's no one doing it, but just in case no one has it needs to be done so i guess I'll, you know why not why not me so i printed out a whole bunch of little neatity things oh, i yeah, went I and approached people yeah they worked so well i mean i i approached like general people at the time our friend chris uh, melvin who played clay plays clay sorry god clay is still living <laughs> that was a freudian slip to my future plan no i'm kidding um but he was general of blackthorn still at the time so he was very involved in military council i hadn't really met um owen and brenos when and brenos owen who plays brenos or any really of the other military stuff but i was already interested in it i knew dan who was the quartermaster at the time still you know so i was like kind of on the side of that stuff um so when it came to oh we're going to you know we need someone to, to organize this and i was like well I, yeah, i'm here 50,000 strength oh no was that no that was sorry that was it was adventure. more i think we had to hit like it was i think like... it was 12 and a half for one and then 25 to 55 it was it was big numbers at the time i mean now we'd hit we'd cr- crush them easily um, but it even you know even now it'd be quite hefty numbers because it was split across essentially three different fronts. Yeah, and, and the main struggle, 
exactly was that you didn't want like a whole bunch of people going oh i don't remember which one so i'm going to go to this one which meant that they both like one failed and one was massively overachieved um and uh i mean the, the decision was made quite early on uh not to pursue one of the options which was liathavin at the time <laughs> so we went for sarun and, and hakinia only uh which was in- interesting <laughs> but there you go so i got massively involved in that i was running around military council i was meeting people i was talking to people i was so tired i didn't sit down um there was a whole subplot going on with our friend tiki because we'd created shatter song i think the event oh, before gosh. yes that's it i yeah. remember finding you in the marches and you were broken oh my that god was like, i was yeah. running around i was exhausted i couldn't feel my feet um it was it, this was amazing like this is a highlight memory but it was very it was a lot at the time and then you and tiki came up to do like some like quite heavy role play and i was just like i can't do this right now i can't handle you right I now i just can't i can't do this entirely <laughs> icy as Tiki's well little face yeah it was equally oc and icy i was just like not now not now please <laughs> no. no and so you no. just went away Crushed, but, um, oh my god dear listeners tiki is dead now uh totally yeah (laughs) (laughs) well we'd arranged the we arranged the whole um what's the word the ritual do you remember that spooky ritual we did that neve did to try and like bring back his memories because he there's a whole thing the black plateau and stuff and uh he got tortured and his mind fractured it was a whole thing it was intense um but we tried to figure out a way to solve it and then it created a whole other bunch of issues um in uh, in character like oh, yeah. plot issues, issues not plot. just self-generated yeah so it was plot. a lot but it was it was very interesting um but i was very tired and i was like writing names and numbers i think until after time about an hour after time in uh time out on the sunday or half an hour after because they were processing an unbelievable amount of merciless wrath of the reavers yeah, like we had. There was a queue uh, of like twenty-two people in the centre of Navarre. Oh, that there was, was like there was least. way more than that. Yeah, yeah. there was because they were just coming and coming and coming, and there were a couple of people doing the ritual, which was amazing. Uh, that was when I first got to know Blackjack, uh, Matt Kay, who plays Blackjack, um, who just was absolutely smashing it, um, and I owed him a lot of mana. That was where the mana thing came from. Gosh, ah, it's funny thinking back, <laughs> um, back before the. Uh, the gap of time that spans all our memories um yeah it was mental but it was so good and then i think we were heading back so we just packed up and it was a late trip back and i remember falling asleep in the car and honestly being genuinely amazed that you managed to drive us both home because i was like if i'm this tired you were tired as well i don't i don't know if that was the same time no, I think it was because I think we almost fell asleep on the benches in the KFC. Yeah, we were we weren't okay. We'd hit the we slide. were so like slap happy, like, like beyond tired. Exhaustion, where we just started giggling. We went to the services and oh, we yeah. ordered food and we couldn't stop laughing and we were like lying. We were making absolute spectacle and then we went back and got another order because we were so hungry. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's amazing. Still in yeah, that was good. Well, that event was also when talk of Izella's dance came up. 
it hadn't been named at that point. I yeah, think. it was. Or maybe the new it, maybe army. it had just been named. It was. I think but it, it was, was very early be on ready. the idea. But yeah, I think that was the first event it was actually mentioned at all. Yeah, because I remember at the time, people starting to go, "Oh, there's this new army." Like, I can't remember how it arose, but like, "Oh, well, you know, would you? Do you think you'd run for it?" Because I was, you know, my head, my face was essentially known that event. Yeah. Um, alongside. Um, Madden Bitterbark, who is now on the NPC crew side, uh, who was adjutant to Blackthorns. Uh, I know Caro at the same time was not a general, but not an adjutant either, was just involved generally. Um, yeah, gosh, back in the day. Would you say that was the, the, the event where the ripcord was pulled and like your character, like, you know, like you're driving, like, you get the bite on your clutch? Is this the point where like, yeah, boom, we're in? It was, absolutely. I think I hit the thing that I kind of just slotted into really well. And the fact that there was a gap there as well. You know, I had all the things that they needed. I had the, I was running around the field. I was happy to talk to lots of people. I had the numbers. I was able to write them down, the organization, things that worked, which also work really well for the military game. Um, But I also wasn't already doing something else, I think, which helped. And I liked it and I liked the people and I loved being in the tent for the amount of time that I was in there. Like there are the the, the sort of big houses of the empire, Senate, Conclave, uh, Synod, Military Council, they are very Marmite parts of the game. Those meetings themselves are very Marmite game. Like you either love it or you really have to tolerate it to be there. And I could not stand Senate. I don't think I could ever stand Senate. I really, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But there are other people that love it. And there are people that think that of the military council, you know, whereas I adore those meetings. Like they can be long and tiring and annoying sometimes, but there's still something about the role play in there and the being in character and the decisions that are being made. I think that's it. I think those all those houses are at such a high level of the game that they are so immersive that nothing like nothing breaks in. Everyone is so immersed, it feels so real to be mm. involved in them. It's not like walking the back alleys of you know Navarre and hearing conversations about phone charges and stuff. Well, I mean, even not conversations about phone charges. You know, people running around being like, "Oh, I'm going to play some football," or "Have you been on a skirmish?" It's it's still immersive, but there's a very different level of like immediacy to. I'm going to talk about the skirmish I'm going on versus having a really heated debate about where the armies should go like it's just you've already had to buy in to the fact that there are fake armies somewhere in the world that doesn't exist mm-hmm. to then be on the level of like intensely you know debate clubbing your way through something i don't know it's, it's really hard to explain but when you find it you know and i really did find that with miniature council mm-hmm. but i didn't know if i wanted to be a general I didn't. I'd heard loads of like horror stories of, well, not horror stories, but everyone's like, yeah, it's great, but there's a lot of meetings. Um, it's a lot of sitting down. But then in the same breath, they'd say, oh, but you don't have to do it that way. There are other people that don't do it that way, and that's fine. Like, that's the point. It's not supposed to be a one size fits all, and it's almost better if you don't. So I don't know. And then the longest friggin' dark. <laughs> Yeah, I was, so I was, it all just got like that, set aside. Do you feel like that robbed any momentum from your like your character arc and 
you know the kind of people you've just been starting to talk to uh, in 2019 did that continue over the long dark or did you almost have to like start again afterwards um well i hadn't really started i guess is the the thing like because of having only really done like intensely being involved at e4 um i'd I'd sort of been known from that and I'd spoken at standing and I'd apparently made enough of an impact that people knew who I was at that point. Um, but I'd only had that one event and the like repercussions of that event with whether or not we'd won the protector Kenya protect the and stuff didn't come out until like, like the January before, before E1. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was a, it was a little while before oh, it was, oh, it was good, a, good. you know, a few weeks, it but like it was nothing after that long wait. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it was, it was about when uh, the winds would normally have come out before an E1. Um, but of course then we'd had like the full year and a bit of it. So I wasn't, I wasn't worried, but I also hadn't really decided at that point. I really genuinely hadn't. So I wasn't like, Oh no, I'm losing time. Um, yeah, so what changed your mind? I think then? they hadn't said well, oh god, so many things. E1. <laughs> E1 changed my mind. <laughs> I tell you what, I got to E1 on that Thursday when everyone was having drinks and wandering around. And I ended up at the forge with Riz with Dave Turnamoth. And um he was introducing me to people, talking to people, and everyone was talking, you know, oh, you know, oh, you're gonna go for the army, yeah, yeah. And I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it had come up. We knew that the army was now essentially finished and would be mustering and therefore would be done by summer, which was much sooner than I had expected it to be, um, which meant I didn't have much time to decide, basically, because I was like, I'm going to make no decisions at E1. I'm just going to see how it goes, and then I'll decide whether I'm running or not. Uh, and then found out, oh, there's only really two events, so I kind of need to <laughs> make my mind up ASAP. But I ended up talking with Kit and um owen um that would have been van and brenos um and kit's character van at the time was also wanting to run for azella's dance he was one of the people i'd already heard that um madden had moved to crew um i hadn't really heard of anyone else going for it i think rosin's name was mentioned at the time yeah Rosen's He's, i'm yeah. throwing out a lot of names without you know explaining who they are but sorry guys deal with it <laughs> <laughs> this is my time <laughs> to chitter chatter away um but i was talking to them about it and like these are my concerns like about this and that and they were going oh well i mean oh in particular being a long-term general was like you know well don't worry about this because of that and come along and do you want to be you know try it out as adjutant for a bit and i was like sure that sounds great um so i'd kind of gone like i'm most of the way decided <laughs> you know just because i was like i guess I really want it. The more I talked to people, the more I was like, yeah, I want to be a general. How fucking cool does that sound? To be like, I... Essentially me as a human being, Matty, I achieved this amazing thing. Like, regardless of whether it's in character or not, there's something very different to achieving that in a giant festlarp than, you know, on paper as a Dungeons & Dragons character, you know? You yeah. still, you've really done a thing. You've changed a lot of people's minds because of the scale of it. Yeah, you've convinced them that you're good at it. Hopefully you actually then are good at it, <laughs> you know? It's a really... It, there's a lot of actual OC responsibility and uh, stuff to do uh, that comes with having a title in the Empire. Um, 
in the game. There really is. I mean, we know this from hearing about on the grapevine, like uh, Roz, who played Lizabetta, the Empress. There was a lot of investment that she put in, both financially and, and time-wise, into making it a thing and not just, oh, I'm a player that wears a fancy hat sometimes. You know, you yeah, like you kind of you buy into that. To the entourage was uh, was, was yeah. I she set up it, the imperial offices. PD. Yeah, but it's not, it's there was all, so much. It's yeah, cool. it's awesome, and there's so much that you know you, you really do have to buy into it because you're essentially a face. Then you are a person. You you aren't an NPC, but you start to approach that kind of gray area level where you do a lot of directing of people and answering of questions. You don't have to. I should clarify, this isn't like a requirement. You can absolutely tell everyone who comes up to you to fuck off and go and find a ref or whatever. You know, you don't have to do any of this stuff. But it's part of the, I think it's part of it for me. It was always part of it for me is I saw people doing this and I wanted to be doing that. That was really part of the responsibility and the position. And that was also part of what appealed to me. Like I wanted to be... A face for people and like direct people I wanted people to go oh go ask Larkin or like oh don't worry just follow Larkin or that kind of stuff I like that really appeals to me hmm. and is that just so a, I was like yeah generally that appeals to you or did that start to start to kindle when um you did the Brickelli and the Rune in, I and, think uh, what's the yeah I think that was a big the effort um a... <laughs> the <one laughs> that everybody forget forgets about <laughs> Yeah, when you're doing I think honestly, yeah, I think that was a big like life changer one for me. I'd never really, I mean, I knew that I liked organizing things kind of, but I'd never realized how like how much it would energize me to be in such an intense position of organization and responsibility. Like I loved that so much. That's why I, you know, I put everything into it. I really put everything into that weekend and it was so worth it. Um and I liked yeah, I, I discovered that I quite like numbers, <laughs> which is quite funny. So I uh, yeah, all of that I was like, yeah, I really like this. I do. And I can do it was the other thing. I can do that i can achieve it people will most most importantly other people will buy in to me believing i can do it and then help me do it and they won't just turn around and give you a side eye and go yeah but who are you like sorry i'm not like a long time established player sorry yeah i'm i've been playing for a year and a half more than almost a year uh, almost two years at that point i'd been playing for which isn't nothing when it comes to larp as we've sure. established but Seven there's... events is like a lifetime, yeah. but there's still a difference between feeling some like you're got 14 years, I think. Some yeah, I mean, well, of E1, Empire less so, but yeah. One, yeah, it's about seven years now, eight years, I think. Something yeah, like that. Maelstrom's before that, and you've got people who started then and basically have had two Yeah, characters. Maelstrom and Odyssey. Yeah, it's crazy. So I was, it was amazing. It wasn't, it wasn't even like, you know, support. It wasn't like people were going, yay, go Larkin, we want to make you do the thing like help you how can we support you because we think you'd be great it wasn't that kind of patronizing feel of it it was very much like oh okay you're doing the thing cool here's my answer are you the person organizing it okay cool great and just just bought in immediately hmm. like oh you're organizing that cool you need to talk to that person it was there was almost no hesitation with it which was amazing and so oh, energizing god i remember those days 
So yeah. <laughs> yeah when you say those days, my, my next question was going to be, you know, did you, it was going to be what did you do right? But I'm I'm going to change it slightly to um, do you feel like going into the military game was the right thing for Larkin? And, and what I mean by that is, uh, let's say you hadn't become a general, uh, you didn't mm. win a sailor's dance, for example, or you you'd never picked up the um you know, the ownership of sending military units to Kellyanne, Thurunin, and yeah. the other one. So, you know, <laughs> do you feel like you would have gone a different path at that point and become, like, some mercenary banner leader or some, like, feared individual warrior or, you know, general nuisance? Like, you know, do you feel like you could have <laughs> made, more, <laughs> made more made um... more luck in that way? Or do you feel like this was the preordained path that you ended up on? I think this was the most me and Larkin it could ever have been like I think if I'd gone any other direction I would have ended up in a similar position probably I'd have ended up in the military game somehow um in an organizational role somehow um and I think I so okay so just this is a bit of a tangent but it is relevant I promise so we know of Dog End um the worst pub in Navarre. Um, the gotta best love those guys. Dive bar. The best <laughs> They're incredible. Um, but they have recently decided to re-roll uh, into I think the marches or Varishka with, with some of their friends. Yeah, I think it's And um, one of the things that I've heard, uh, this is uh, yeah, apologies uh, if this is overstepping, but this is what I what I had heard uh, in a discussion I think I said read it on Facebook or something. Uh, Sam, amazing Sam uh, who played Red who was... yeah. Uh, the, one of the bards of Navarre, very, very well-known Naga, um, mentioned that one of the reasons that he didn't want to play Red anymore was that Red was created at a time when he was essentially learning how to play himself. If This is very heavily paraphrased. This is kind of what I've read into it. Mm. Um, and now, like, in OC life, he felt like at such a point that he kind of wanted to play something new and different. And I kind of feel very similarly with Larkin, which is that I, through Larkin, have hit such a point of being who I want to be, which was Larkin. <laughs> She's a lot of wish fulfillment for me. That, like, that was that was what I wanted, and I was living through Larkin in the best way, like, really genuinely. Everything that I did, I really loved and wanted to do and wanted for myself on an OC level as well as an IC one. Now, I could absolutely have played something different, and I may well end up playing something different for the next character. Um, but if you look at Meredith, who was also heading swiftly towards military game from the beginning, I think it was slightly slightly inevitable. inevitable. I kind of sniffed out what I wanted, and I was going that way, regardless of who I was playing. Interesting. Because, again, Larkin wasn't created to be a military game character. That's just what happened, mm. which was because of my choices not because of pre-written character stats or anything nice because there was a um opportunity for e1 for a maze in varushka i think farron's actually gone around that in downtime yeah before e2 where essentially mm -hmm. you can go through and uh, it, you know law and law and fluff aside the idea is you can just respec and redesign your character including their attitude and their likes dislikes that kind of thing I don't think you can mm -hmm. change lineage or anything too dramatic, but exactly in that in that red case there, sort of, yeah. if you're if you started out like like most people do, right? They start out playing themselves with a with a coat of larping paint on top of them, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then 
you know, after a few characters, when they feel like they want to try something new, they uh, create a whole new persona. Do you yeah. feel that kind of maze is good for players to keep it in? So you get characters having big changes in-game? I think so, yeah. Because I, I think that there's definitely an avenue to do that out of the game. Like, if you want to just re-roll, then you can just re-roll. Like, there's definitely times when that's the right decision. Like, with Taryn, I was never, ever going to continue with that character in any respect. I just didn't didn't love any of it. But then there are times, like, with my new character coming up, you know, I've kind of written into the way I've designed the character that I could then step into a lot of different directions in play. Um, and I like, I do like, you know what, it's nice to have funky, cool things to do sometimes, like the idea of a maze where you can go and get personality rewrites. Some people write themselves into corners. We've had friends do, do that before. I mean, uh, our friend Reese. As you know, he was playing a character who was a bit of a dick, and that was part of the character. But he found that in sticking to that character, he was kind of isolating himself away from game. Oh yeah, because he wasn't then pushing. <laughs> he, was. <laughs> he was, you know, and he knew that. But then, rather than that, was so much part of the character that it was that would have been a good one for the maze. True. It would have been a great one for the maze. Um, but at the time there wasn't a maze, so it was a re-roll. Yeah, it was just a because that's not instead. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's not when it's a personality thing, it's really hard to to do that without a re-roll. Like you can change stats if you need to. You can really if you got really worried about it, you can do that. You can change lineage if you really need to. There are ways of doing that in the game. But personality is quite a hard one. <laughs> and if you, you again, if you, you know this is an OCIC thing, if you are a player that doesn't want to play it, you can just be like, oh, I've had a change of heart and I play it differently. But, you know, people play these characters because they want to play a character in a really strong way. So then it wouldn't feel as honest to the character to just suddenly change it, I guess, as well. Yeah, it's got to be... And it's, it's easier real, to start fresh right? sometimes. Yeah, it's yeah like it a... does. And you can just then be like, it's a new character. So you can make the relationships all over again without the history. Yeah, because when you, you, know, you, you want it to be real, because so, it's, you know, it's all live action. And then when you bring mm -hmm. you know, the role play side of it together, you're, you're putting those two aspects in the same boat, right? So it's like a live yeah. action role play event so yeah yeah it's yeah gotta make it believable it's uh it's hard yeah and yeah so there's i think there's different times when the different ways of doing it are better suited and i like that the maze exists yeah because before it was just a big ditch full of corpses i wonder, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder so how, many mushrooms i wonder how many empire hero deaths have been well character changes yeah yeah i wonder been? too yeah. I wonder too. Yeah. But um, it'd be interesting to know, but there you go. Speaking I mean, of... I'm on point five. This shocks everyone. I'm on point five with my new character, which is unbelievable because Meredith was one. My temporary character now this is where I made the error, right? Is because I did the temporary character at the end of the event where Meredith died. Yep. And then I re rolled that and made a new character uh as Charon. And so Larkin was actually point four instead of technically point three from being played yeah because i could have i didn't really know at the time but i could have just instead of making a whole new character uh just emailed in to change the one that i had temporarily made 
Also, complete side tangent, I found out yesterday that you can actually list what virtue you're dedicated to on your character creation. I thought that was impossible. But apparently, if you take the dedicate skill when you're first making the character, you can't do this any other time, but when you're first making the character, if you take the dedicate skill, you can then go back like two steps to where it says like archetype, territory, resource, and then it will come up with virtue and you can pick one. Oh. Yeah. Because oh. I've been okay. complaining for ages that you can't do that. <laughs> so what, so um, they know what virtue your priest is dedicated to? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, which is crazy because I remember the first time I played a priest, which was Larkin. Yeah, Larkin came in with a congregation. She forgot about that. <laughs> that's a yeah. <laughs> that's Back in the day, that's a... I did mean, yeah. Not, well, not the best. I wanted to do the Thorn Priest thing, um, which I've stuck to and I'm going to be sticking to, funnily enough, but slightly changing. Um, and I had a whole subplot going on with her resource where she got so ambitious that the congregation she was preaching to were like, yeah, we're so fired up on ambition. We're going to leave now and go and do our own thing. And she was like, okay, cool. Guess I've achieved ambition. Um, so she had a business for one event uh, while wandering around with Isella's Dance and then gathered a military unit from Thorns of Isella's Dance. There was a whole little subplot that I made up for myself just to make myself happy and to justify my resource changes. I so guess it's better than saying, yeah, I lost my congregation because I uh, stopped turning up and they lost faith in me. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Equally valid, though. <laughs> yeah. Me and my congregation don't get along anymore. We don't get along. I'm not allowed to Leave preach to them. <laughs> yeah. There's an incident mishap at the zoo. Was, we don't talk about the incident. Yeah, yeah no, it was a, that was the thing. I started, started with that. Nice. So my second question was going to be, you know, it sounds like uh, you, know, you, you did the right thing of getting onto the military track and going in. I said but... yes. Yeah, I said yes. That was the key thing. But talking there with you know, the, priest thing, the priest side of things and, and dropping that, um, do you feel like there was anything that you did wrong? Or not like wrong isn't totally incorrect, but something you did that worked out all right, but you could have approached in a better way to get more out of it. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. That's really interesting. Funnily enough, I think this is one of the few areas of, you know, my life and player life in general where I, I there were very few moments that I regretted at all. I just had, so, it was such a ride. Uh, you know, maybe if I'd been playing the character for another few years, then maybe. I think my only sort of moments that I did wrong are maybe moments that I was wished I'd done better. And that's roleplay moments when mm. I wasn't sure what to say, or I've had some amazing roleplay moments where the most incredible roleplayers have been doing some amazing stuff and I've just been there like, I'm loving this and I have no idea what to say and I'm just going to have to make that a character thing because <laughs> I don't know how to like, I just want to make this better. I don't want to make this worse and I don't know how to do that. Um, yeah. I mean, even from the very beginning, that first event, the E1, when I was talking about whether or not to go for it, uh, when I accidentally ended up in Gin Club for the very first time, uh sorry uh new promise cartel i accidentally ended up in gin club i still don't know how i got in no one really does but i guess it was meant to be because i ended up speaking to um cardinal of ambition who's still a cardinal of ambition who i actually mentioned in our 
Sunday episode of um, E1 about the fact that I spoke to her about ambitions back then because Rizal introduced us and I had a great chat and she's very intense, you know, amazing role player, great, great character. I very like unsettling in a way that I know is like an IC choice and is amazing because of how it made me feel. And I was like, Ooh, I really want to impress you. <laughs> um, but that was also a, like the real moment where I was kind of like, I don't really know. Like, do I want this? Do I not want this on an in-character note? Because I'm pretty sure now on an out-character note, I'm saying yes. Um, and yeah, I was like, yes, okay. But that same event, I think I was an adjutant. I guess I didn't do that as well as I could have done. Like, I did regret not being the best adjutant in the world. I did fine, but I think it was kind of always slightly known that this was more interim before I hopefully got the army than dedicate to the mechanics now kind of thing. Yeah, because we actually saw you a lot as an adjutant. And then as a general, we did not. Even though in yeah. theory they're in the you know same meetings, same tents, same yeah. I mean, circles, I right? also probably shouldn't have been out. The first the first event that I was adjutant, and the second event also that I was adjutant, I didn't really stick to it as much as I should have done. Certainly the first event because I was kind of just temporary at that point. Except that I also wasn't. <laughs> it was a whole thing. Um, oh, there's just been so many moments. I still, mm. I have a piece of paper. Well, I mean, Larkin has a piece of paper uh, that was written saying, oh, rip. You <laughs> 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 just have to rub it in. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's loads of cool things. Like the first time, the piece of paper that I was given to show to the Herald to say that I was adjutant, um, which said, I, ch I, I make something like, I make Larkin Chassel my adjutant. Um, and it said for this event, but it had been crossed out. So it just said, I make like in chess on my adjutant. And I was handed that without comment. And I read it and I was like, <gasps> oh, I'm not going to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, to give to the Herald. Cause I think he had to go and do something. Um, but I looked at it like, oh, not just for this. Like, no, it was unsaid. We never discussed it, but I was like, yeah. Yeah. And that was also you know, an insight into Brennos's character. Um, the moment with Vivienne was amazing. Oh, God, there's just been every event that I could talk about. I could talk for hours about the events one by one and how fantastic they were and all of the things that came with it, the people, yeah, those little like memories. episode by episode podcast <laughs> review, is it? Oh, gosh, what? Yeah, yeah. That, that'd be interesting, actually. Yeah, you weren't doing it back in my rise to fame moment, though. No, no. You I just, mean, there's things like invited. I can remember. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, that, though. Um, that fame. That's true. Yeah, the... I did. Yeah, because the. No, I got asked to be a ref that same event. Cool. That was the event that I got asked I to can't referee. You'd abandon us, lowly orcs, on the field. Well, to hey, sit there and it's guide funny us you to say that. The only decision that I made, the only thing that I said yes to, that I wasn't sure about i said yes to because i knew that i would regret it if i didn't i i knew that like i really would regret it if i didn't and that was saying yes to doing battlefield command interesting okay 
I, I've said this before, so you guys take the piss out of me every time. It, it's very easy. <laughs> every time for saying, for being like, you abandoned Black Sky, you don't fight with Black Sky, we'll test your loyalties, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I said this at one point, and I was like, guys, like, I, I get that this is a joke, but this really bothers me. Like, it's genuinely something I'm completely guilty and torn joke. over. You know, we were, we, were, we were also annoyed of, like, you're meant to be I our know, that's one of fair. our senior members. And you, I know, but it was... Off. How could you? I was not a senior member. I was your conscience. I had nothing to do with Battlefield shit. But yeah, you're literally conscience, like our moral guiding Rizart of the group. Rizart and Travid are both senators. You didn't see them any more than you saw. Yeah, I but saw and also, Caro I tried to give up conscience. We still needed Larkin, didn't we? That's just Larkin. Mate, I'm, I'm, this is sounding very Larkin specific. You just needed Larkin. <laughs> <laughs> I needed Larkin. Uh, no, we miss no, her. We miss no. her. I needed Larkin. Um, uh, my. So sorry, battle ref. Yeah, no, it was well, not that the the battlefield command, not battlefield battle reffing. So I I really like every event. I was like, ha ha ha, yeah. Like, I really, I can't say no to so it because what does that there, mean? As I would in, like, regret did you want it. To take command or would did you yes, not like I did. No, I one hundred percent. I knew there would never in my life be another opportunity like that. Not genuinely, never in my life am I going to get an opportunity in any other aspect of my life to shout orders at 500 armoured people. You know, that's just not something in my future at all. And, and, and that kind of responsibility and that kind of power, I guess, that authority, like I was just, I'd never have access to that ever again. I knew I would have times in the future where I'd fight with you guys. Like I just, I knew that was going to happen which was fine. So saying yes to that, I was like, this is, it's, it's like if someone said, Oh, I don't even know. Like, Hey, do you want to be, do you want a year's contract uh, as president of the world? (laughs) Yeah. You know, but in that time you, you won't get to hang out with your, your friends or family. You don't get to see them, but you're president of the world, Mm. you know, or do you want to go, do you want to go to Narnia? Or you know, which insert fancy world of your <laughs> Sorry, choice. Do you a... want to go to Narnia for a year? It doesn't. You don't know when you'll come back, but you probably will come back. Like that's that's really quite a guarantee. There will be other chances to come back. I don't know, but man. there might we not be a, another Narnia. We have a joke about Narnia <laughs> in the uh, the Kingston group of like this van. To, this basically outside Games Workshop, and I worked there. This van uh-huh. skidded to a halt in the street. These guys got out Ooh. and they started moving a wardrobe out of it. And we were just like, what the fuck? It was obviously like a house movable, right? Yeah. But we were yeah. like, fuck, that is the wrong kind of Narnia. I do not want to get in there. Like, come on, guys. There's oh, a line of witch in a wardrobe in my van. Get in. Spooky. Spooky. Yeah. So, no, if I could get to Narnia, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm, I'm All right. Well, the Dan Abner universe then. No, I'd die in seconds. Okay. <laughs> no, Matty. What it's I was like. You just... know my fucking point, Chris. <laughs> You understand. I'm trying to make it relatable so you can understand oh, why I'm yeah, so understand it. Yeah, it's something like you said. There's no access to that kind of position outside. It's a of once being a, a lifetime. Yeah. yeah, you know. And well, you no, no, I... it's got nothing to do with being a general. I was battlefield command before I was general. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, of course, like Riz. Yeah, Riz got it at uh, field field marshal, right? That was field marshal. Yeah, but I was battlefield. I was as in I was leading Navarre before I was a general. Gotcha. I was Thanks. second I was, in command, one of the second in commands. Command no, okay, yeah, that Battle is actually captain. really crucial Battle to captain. the. Um, it's really crucial to the whole 
I think misunderstanding between what is being a general is the fact that we don't like the, the words that we use. I know the, the difference between campaign and tactical general, strategy general versus battlefield command. I know that if I say battlefield, that means I see going through the Sentinel Gate. Whereas a general is downtime resource army. Like that's the difference. So the people that are generals and field commanders are two things. They're not, it's not because they're a general. Mm. I remember that popping up on the wiki. Yeah, it's come up quite a lot because it's, it's, it's an easy mistake to make um, because so many people are naturally both, but they are two things. It's not one thing under one, you know, two things under one umbrella. It's someone with two different different roles, essentially. Um, You don't have to have one to do the other. Um, which has got a bit confusing. But yeah, anyway, all that to say, I felt shit about it a lot because I missed you guys. I missed fighting with you guys. Um, I didn't like the shit you were giving me because I felt bad about it already. And I was like, please, can you just understand and be happy for me? (laughs) Please stop. But anyway, it happened and it's done. So that is actually one of the single good things that I found about death is that I don't have to make that decision anymore. Because I'm not going to end up straight back in Battle Command, because I'm a nobody now. Gotcha. Well, you know, nobody so, for the moment. Because the, the original question the is what, you've, you know, what, what you feel like you did wrong. But you know, talking about the actual death part and to, and to go onwards, um, what was it like processing character death and, and, and the grief that came with it? I know you talked about the, the actual immediate effect in the last episode. So if, mm-hmm. if you want to hear that, everyone listening in, go there but um yeah for the you know the post part let's say like two days later from then onwards what was it like because you're, you're pretty chill now you can make jokes you've got a new character and a plan and you're excited for e2 right yeah but how did you get to that point from you know the monday after e1 well can i go back a bit more and no. talk about a different character death grief Ooh, all right that yes. came first <laughs> Thanks. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I don't allow it. Um, so, the last time that all Shatter Songs were together was Walk the Longest Path. That was awesome. That was great. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. Um, and that was the first time that any of us had seen an icy corpse glade. And we had our little ceremony, and it was amazing. It's very meaningful. But we still were aware that someone was playing dead. Right, it was very emotive at the time, but it wasn't hitting us. Um, and then the next event, E two, Van was executed, mm. and that I think was the really the first time that I was so bowled over by emotions in LARP. Because and and I think if I hadn't had that experience, then like processing Larkin would have been a lot harder. But because I'd been through that feeling of, you know, it changed the character for a bit. It really did. It's a huge impact. Someone who you're really close to, I see, dies, and then they're just gone. I mean, I I cried a lot. I cried a lot then, um, and I think everyone was quite concerned. But I, I, yeah, it was good. It was. I was like in the moment, and I wanted to be crying. Like if I if I really had wanted to stop, I probably could have done. But I was feeling it, and I was you know, in in that moment. And it 
made it different and there were people to talk to about it and there was anger to feel about it and there were people to tell and it was something that changed the fabric of Shattersong and of, you know, the repercussions of all the money stuff that happened afterwards. There was just so much that came with it, some of which was less desirable than others, but it still was, it was so much like your death as ignoble as it maybe was gave so much to my game especially in that event but also in like even event even two events after you know it really put a lot out there um and it's such that you were dead really did um and i've never looked at lindy the same way as i ever did it bad but you well, know that's that that's mean? life with, with hatred uh, or respect or both the lack of respect is what i'm saying <laughs> so there was not as much respect but you know we hadn't been through the same things because linda is a different character and that was also really interesting to process because i you'd been through other characters before but i'd never been so super close to them mm. and i think this was the first character that had died that i was like oh wow now i have to process on an oc level you not playing the same person anymore and so I think I just avoided you at first. And actually it worked out well because that's kind of the vibe that I always had with Linda anyway. was like, oh, hey, guy over there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Linda, cool. like, when you died, he was like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, right? <laughs> just, yeah, no, and it's we, crazy we never had, to think I don't think that... we ever talked, I see. Like, Not really, no. A couple of times. once, like, in a group setting, but one-on-one, -on -one, I don't think... Yeah, no. I think the first thing you three. said to me was, are you the general? Or are you... I think you said, are you Neve or something? I can't remember. Anyway. Oh yeah, that was anyway. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, mean, I it was a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. It was a time, but it was really interesting. It was really interesting to process that. It's like what I've actually lost is the interactions. I have lost a friend. I have because I don't get that character to interact with anymore. That person is not going to be there. That personality, that history, those stories, like those in jokes, they're gone. They are actually gone, regardless of whether you and I know about them. I never get to RP with you again. Larkin mm. doesn't have a ban anymore. That's gone. And that is a real loss. You know, it's really gone. <laughs> Which I think was what kept striking me, like, when you were just dead. And I was like, oh, this is madness. Um, this is Sparta? Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. This is Sparta. <laughs> um, this is the way. <laughs> don't get trademark striked for it <laughs> sorry yeah you can't say that um <laughs> but fast forward to my death i mean it was less than a year later actually i only got another three events from you oh, oh i don't yeah, know it was the same wasn't it i died at e two two oh gosh yeah oh crikey that's not yeah. bad at all yeah you died at e2 gosh. and i died at e1 the next year but you made a good friend Esteban, at least you got some. I did. Gotta love Marcos. Yeah, I mean, look, this is what I'm saying. Your death created a lot of stuff for me, and across the field, that has developed into you know, friendships, uh, some not friendships, some underlying stuff. We, you know, we met the Skywise properly through that. There were curses going on. Some of it was not good plot in the sense that OC really were like, really, we don't. I don't want to have to be playing this out. This seems unnecessary, but we played it and it has created more game it's added to the tapestry yeah so it it's done a lot one person's death and i guess when i was dying you know apart from the massive rage and denial that this could possibly be hit <laughs> I, that was one of the things that was 
useful to hold on to. And one of the things that um, that lovely ref was saying, you know, he was saying what one of the things he said, you know, do you want to sit here for a bit? And I was like, yeah, I want to keep sitting here. I just I can't go back yet. And he went, well, just remember that your death is for them. You know, it is it is for them. Like it's for you as well, but it's mostly for them because they get to carry this forward. It's for you, twenty five percent. It's for them seventy five percent. Even 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 more of a waiting than that, ten to ninety, because they carry it forward, and you will process this for a while, and then go into a new character and move on. And you know that was like, oh God, you're right. Yeah, because. Anne's death was really for Larkin like it was, it helped my character it helped my roleplay changed the, completely changed direction of many many things so yeah that was really interesting to hold on to, I gotta say it was really weird, I came back to real life, came back OCO, I went to work and very unfortunately uh, a couple of my colleagues had all very recently lost family members Oh, really? oh, cool. And I, yeah, it was, it was a really, it was a tough time. It really was. But like, I was kind of there, like, I can't really talk about these things that I'm feeling because I fake died at the weekend and I'm like, you know, hitting depression levels for it. Not just, not because of being, you know, actually depressed, depressed, but because I was the LARP hangover, LARP drop, also just going back into real life. You know, it, th- there was a lot to it. So I was like, I can't really. <laughs> But I've had conversations with them since then and, and it did help me process specifically like what I could sort of justify feeling the grief about, which was that real loss of the people and the work. And it feels a bit like getting unceremoniously fired from a job that you've just been promoted in, you know, sorry, bye, no more. Mm. Well, yeah, company again. falls overnight. You're like, ah, great, cool. What do I do? Yeah, well, even that, like, it it feels like being fired because the job is still there. I'm just not allowed to do it. Mm. And everyone, if I tried to do it, would be like, we don't know who you are. You can't. Sorry, someone yeah. else is doing that now. So yeah, it's weird. It's tough. And the lap drop didn't help. I think when I at the end of the event, I mentioned this on the other one, but I went over to the military council tent. And I just sat and listened and I almost interjected a few times and I had to really hold myself back from it, um, which was alarming. But really, you did reinforce stuff for me. But the amount of hugs I got, all of the comments I got, I think I really needed that to be like this had weight to other people and not just in my imagination. Yeah, like I the... needed that. Yeah, and the point you just said uh, there around, well, basically doing the same thing again how how do mm. you feel um you know what's your opinion on someone like uh so okay let's take my some of my characters as an example we had el bandito that led into mm-hmm. ban and uh it was a little bit of an accident there was a small gap of about an event that, but they were basically both criminals right um obviously mm-hmm. the same game there's the same you know i'm still chris same player well, you same only game, have one event point. as el bandito el bandito he had like Three, I think, but he was a very he was a petty he was so. a petty criminal. Ban was a yeah, a he didn't tame last for very long. Oh yeah, yeah, they they never do. But uh, Ban was much <laughs> more serious. But still, it was like a oh, you know, you just play criminals now, and like uh, 
invent you know, Lindir, you know, the character idea behind Lindir because post death of Ban, I was like, I had no idea what to do. I don't know if it was the same for mm-hmm. you, but for me, it was uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the yawning yeah. gap of I could go into any part of this gigantic fucking game. What do I do? Well, and I mean, the- for us both, we both died kind of like at the beginning of the stories. So you're just like making a niche into so you haven't finished the thing that you're doing from an OC perspective. True. Like I yeah, haven't, yeah, I haven't I in any way got near where I want to be. Exactly. Well, look, yeah, you were, you were, you were doing your thing. You were doing your murking. You were getting that set up. Um, in terms of the game that you wanted to do, you, as a as a player, you were still doing it. You know, you you hadn't chosen to stop you hadn't grown tired of it you hadn't done all the things there were to do which i found really hard about you know processing not just turning around and running for Ezra's dance next event mm. because physically i could do it and it really feels wrong to just drop it from an oc perspective like i matty want to be in the tent i've put a lot of time and effort into learning the mechanics and the people and the politics going on and it feels like really wrong to just rip away from that when I haven't essentially got any closure on it. I haven't finished it at all. Yeah. I think there's there's two schools of thought in, in my opinion. The one, mm. the first one is uh, that you should go and do what you want, regardless of the you know the kind of like Larkin's just died. Your new couch comes in, goes for general, and tries to get it. And let, let's imagine you did, and you end up back in the tent, mm. and everyone's like. I thought you were dead, and you're like, "Oh no, I'm, I'm." I mean, I was, but I'm yeah. back. But yeah. you know, whilst some people might cringe at that, it, you pay for a ticket to go and have a good time. And yeah, if like no one can stop you tent, from doing that. Yeah, just go do it. But then on the other hand, it's uh, there's uh, I think there's almost uh, there's so much variety in the game. Yeah, that I would struggle, at least in my opinion, I think everyone would struggle to only find one bit they enjoy. There's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of niches out there. And mm-hmm. I think after you die, go and have a crack at something else. Even if, like, well, if you're a one-shot character, even if it only lasts an event, hell, even a Saturday, just have a, yeah. have a crack at something else. See if it's. So good. I guess it, like the the schools of thought that you're saying. I guess what you're trying to like what you mean is essentially: Are you playing the game for yourself, or are you playing your, the game for other everyone people. else? Mm. Slash, not not necessarily just for other people, but that in in your game you want to make it more like for everyone it's a bit for everyone and i think when you get to the higher levels of the game when you get to the title levels of the game it tends to be that the general consensus is that you play the game for yourself but you are also playing the game for everyone else like you are making game for everyone else um on an oc level uh, which is why you know I've been really pleased that a lot of the people around me in the military council are people with that kind of idea of okay well then how do we share this how do we make this better how do we involve other people how do we make this world bigger like how do we get people in what can we do what can we hand off all of that kind of thing that's not just how do I get to do my thing for longer which as you know we've discussed OC I'm assuming don't really want to go into now but there are Characters and players on the field who definitely do just play the game for themselves. And that is to the detriment of the game, not just of other people, but of the game as a whole, I think. Um, so it is it is one of those the two schools of thought. But I think you can kind of have both. I don't think you have to go and try something else. 
I know there are people that want to do that. And I know people that struggle to like stay in the game and not do something slightly nuanced. But I think that's also maybe you need to trust that the people around you will have the ability to play with you as a new character and not and like treat you as a new character like if i went into the military council i would want to trust that and i would trust that people would treat me as a new character yeah you want to earn it to get right because otherwise it's worth yeah it's it's true as much yeah but i'm kind of yeah that's definitely one thing that's the thing i wouldn't respect myself a little bit because i know that i would be getting it from an oc note not from an ic one yeah and the thing about i think you know, a lot of Black Scars, one of the things that we really have in common is that we play the game because we love the acting side of it, the role-playing, the character. And a lot of the times that character is not ourselves. Mm. And we want the differentiation between characters because we want to try different things and be different people and all of that. And I think if I re-rolled and did exactly the same thing, I would want them to trust that I was doing it as a different character. I'm not just playing Larkin 2.0. If I happen yeah. to be in the same part of the game, I would hope that people like would understand that I was doing it as a new character mm. because Matty finds it interesting, not because I'm just Larkin again. Like I would be finding a different angle, even if I ended up in the same niche. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, that yeah. being said, yeah, I feel niche, like... different angle. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I could I could turn around and I could run Fraser's Dance. I would hope that people wouldn't elect me because I'd be a random new character and there are other more qualified people. Mm. But that doesn't mean that I couldn't get, you know, run for Blackthorns at E3. E3. Gosh, I'm out of step now. Yeah, E3 or Quiet yeah. Step at or E4. Like, Battle there's Captain, no reason I couldn't. lost a lot of or... them this event exactly there's a a lot that i could step into yeah and i would hope that people would do that based on what i would show in the game not just an oc knowledge of who i am and that i was locking you know that's the thing and i think in the the military council i could trust that everyone would do that um whereas i see the wider game it's quite easy to see it as oh Matty just wants the power again so she's just made another larkin character so i guess we'll just let her in yeah, we, we know people that have done that. There are people that fall into that. Uh, and sometimes you need it because on an actual pure mechanical note, we don't have anyone in that position. So someone's got to do it. And if you've done it before, you're much yeah. more likely to volunteer yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's really hard to let things fail knowing that you could step in, even Ooh, if it's from yeah. a, really like, yeah. Like yeah, a plot is. point. Yeah. But but, uh... really, that's the struggle that I found thinking about next event. Yeah, I think people are quite short memories. So uh, if you dis- you know, keep low profile for events and come at, you know, same niche, different angle, um, mm-hmm. you know, in, for E3, for example, then, you know, mm-hmm. become, I feel like if you jumped basically into Larkin's old route of becoming a, a battle captain and then becoming, get gaining well, some fame and you know, becoming a general. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd battle captain again because I've kind of done that. Please, that was need, what Jesus God, we need. No, but Chris, this is what so I'm saying. I, that was the good <laughs> thing about not yeah, yeah, I, I having to do it because I'm, I don't, I didn't like that conflict on an IC or an OC note. I just didn't like it. You know, I missed you guys <clears throat> and I, and I really loved what I was doing and I wanted nothing but. Like it was one of those things that you really love, but you doubt very slightly. So you kind of need everyone to be really on board. Mm. And the second that people aren't really on board, you kind of have to dig your heels in, but you start doubting. So I, I don't think I, I would only do it again if I wasn't part of Black Scar anymore. 
Gotcha. Um, which is otherwise I'm going to try and fight with you. you uh, I mean, it is. I'm not officially yet. Yeah, I'm hanging around because Lindia only got blooded in last event. Mm, well, they're going to make me work for it. I hope they make me work oh, for it. Oh, we will. We will. I want I mean, the roleplay was... of it because I got into Black Skull by default as Larkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was, you know, I was hanging around with Eden Holy last year. Holy shit! I just Holy remembered. Shit. My first event as Larkin was when we had the conscience thing. Because oh, really? I was the only person. I, that was how I got swirled into, into Black Scar. Um, because I was the only person around with a congregation. <laughs> I said, oh, I guess I'll do it. Damn. Right and place, uh, right they were time. like, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. What um, I was, was going to yeah. say was uh, for Linda, you know, I was barely mm -hmm. in Black Scar when I was hanging out with Eden. Uh, E3, yeah. E4, and the Thornfang, yeah. which was Oh, we cool. for sure thought you were going to go off to, to Same. Thornfang. I was, I was pretty convinced. And yeah. then, um, like the Navarcher stuff as well, they're a fucking awesome group yeah. to roll with. You were great Ever with the Navarchers as well, yeah. Yeah, and just being able to turn up in like four different camps and, and be welcome, as opposed yeah. to four different camps and be kind of an outsider. I felt welcomed mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. each group, and of course Black Scar as well. But um, mm -hmm. after, you know, not going to... You know, I have actually thought about this. Sorry, you finish, and then I'll do my new point. <laughs> I, I was going to say, uh, no, not to dust ourselves too light, not, uh, yeah, not to fluff our own feathers, but Black Scar nailed it at E1, and that's what made me OC go, right, Black Scar are the professional yeah. unit where I can satisfy my murder boner of yeah. killing hundreds and yeah. hundreds of druge, which I will ask yeah, you like about you your Yeah, because like you said, you still pay your ticket to play your event. Yeah, yeah I came here And I still pay my ticket to play my event. Yeah. You know, I do. <laughs> And I don't. I think I did learn from Taryn that I don't want another event like that. So there are. I have spent several years of playing this game, slowly figuring out what I definitely don't want to do. So at least I know what to avoid mostly, uh, which is interesting. But what I was going to say is, I think I was thinking about this recently because I think I was talking to like my dad or someone who was like, "Well, are you going to stay with the same group or do you change groups? Like, how does it work when you make a new character? Do you have to leave?" And I was like, "No, you don't have to leave. Some people do, but." I don't think I ever would because specifically for me, this is my friendship time with you guys. I don't see you on a casual, like weekly, monthly basis. I don't see you guys. So this is my time to hang out with you guys and socialize. Mm. And for other people, maybe they see their friends like off and on they live nearby so then it would make sense that if you went to larp you'd be like okay cool i'm gonna go camp with these guys and fight with those guys and whatever um because you still have that time at other you know throughout the year whereas these four events are like my main times to to hang out with you guys at all so camping with you is like that's that's like the thing that's my thing i want to do that so even if i went and made friends with other people and I just I can't see myself leaving the group for oh yeah camp like, us, camping hang out with Black IC Scar. purposes. But do you want? But to even for IC, in? I don't know. Yeah, ah, blooded in, I don't know. Yeah, don't know. Gotta find out. Don't know, mate. Don't know, yeah. mate. We'll find out. So we so we'll have to you, wait and see. So I did promise at near the start <laughs> of the episode, an hour and a bit ago, uh, to ask you about right, something you might know, yeah. which is your opinion on the Jotun, Druze, oh. and Grendel. <laughs> so yeah, this is not like icy, I assume you don't like any of them, but probably the Druze is at the bottom. Don't like Druze, don't like Grendel. <laughs> What's the meme? Just, just hate him. Yeah. Just hate him, just don't yeah, like him. like the Eyeborn. <laughs> I'm oh, not, not racist, just don't like him. <laughs> just don't like no. That's the, uh, yeah, great. The Highborn, yeah, right, Navar yeah. Yeah, Navarre FC. But yeah, like, OC-wise, <clears throat> mm -hmm. you know, we talked about 
starting again, new beginnings. Uh, you know, you've gone through the grief phase. You've got a new character. You seem, you know, from what you've said mm. so far, clued up on what you'd like to start doing again. Like you've got a good idea of what fun yeah. is. Um, it's been slowly crystallizing. Yeah, I mean, there's still elements that I'm like, I had, I, I did what everyone does. I had about a thousand ideas at the beginning, but I left space for myself, and I was like, I'm gonna. I'm going to come back as Navarre so I don't have to change any kit or anything. I'm definitely going to do that. I've so many lovely people like, oh, you could join this, you could join that. And I was like, that's a really great idea, but it's not for now. Um, and again, the same as the military council thing. I'm not done with Navarre yet. I haven't done that. I haven't done the things that I want to. Um, yeah, my, my... But then other things, I had a thousand ideas. So I was like, I'm just going to see what happens at E2 and then decide. Yeah, can, basically. can confirm from many semi-impactful character deaths um mm -hmm. that you can't pick a plan for a stick uh the other chris yeah. the other bald chris chris melvin clay um mm -hmm. you know we saw when he you know when he lost um blackthorns after mm -hmm. the event there was like i think literally 500 ideas that we saw in Discord. something like that yeah a lot. it's hard when you it's really hard, stop yeah. like drop something unexpectedly you just haven't even thought about you got so much yeah. energy and what it just else? goes, woo, I'm a free radical, yeah. off I go. Ah, I guess and I could do this thing, maybe, or do that I could, thing. I Ooh. could. There's lots of I coulds, but very few I wills. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, anyway, he's settled down. He's got a new role. He's happy, but it takes, you know, it's taking a bit of time. But anyway. It takes the time, yeah. Ignoring character-wise, are you, what are you excited for, for the next, like, year of Empire Ooh. and having a fresh character for it? And this is why I mention... Jotun Druze Grendel, because you said at the start you haven't fought Grendel at all as Larkin. That peace treaty yeah. is nearly up. Uh, the Jotun, uh, kind of, are they, it feels like they're on a the back foot. They've been murderized in the north, but in the uh... south they're giving a counterpunch. And the Druze <laughs> are looking a bit ropey. Let alone spoilers, somebody... man. Spoilers. <laughs> I, I. Oh my god. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I know from being a general, <laughs> and I have had the the privilege of hearing stuff. Since then, I'm still involved in not involved, but privy to some conversations that are lurking going on. In a group just, chat. I am lurking. You are Hashtag lurking. lurking. Um, just because you know it's not it's it's something I'm still very interested in, and I do. I will say this straight away now here live confirmed canon. Quote me. I do intend to be back in the military council tent at some point. It's just a matter of timeline and doing it in a way that I can justify, and that feels right. Yeah, you gotta earn um, it. But I, yeah, and I can't, I just can't imagine as Matty, I can't imagine that I wouldn't, like, I'm not gonna suddenly change my mind and not want it. Mm. I only got a few events in that tent and I loved it and I want more. <laughs> <laughs> I so, am addicted. I want more. But genuinely. Um, but yeah. You were Druze and Grendel. Yeah. Uh, like, what, do I, what do I think of them? <laughs> well, yeah, like the, so the Grendel, we get, so the Yotun hey, are a bit, you... a bit vanilla, they're heavy infantry. They don't They're like dicks. dicking around. Although, yeah. I will say, I love the kind of... I do love the... I don't know if it's even, like, vibes or if it's, like, just lore. The 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 added layer of the fact that they hate the, the Navarre specifically. Mm. Like, that we, we, as a nation, have a different relationship with them on the field is so interesting to me. Like, I like that. You know, yeah. it's not just the usual, oh, it's the Druze, you fight them this way. It's like, oh, it's it's the Jotun, uh, well, Navarre are going to do this, and they're going to do this to Navarre. So we can't have the same rules, which is, oh, it's fascinating. Mm. It's good fun. Druze, yeah. Druze are great. They're Druze, you know. Yeah, Druze are great. The, uh... Hard fuckers to fight, but there you go. They're good fun. 
Yeah, the Grendel are going to be really interesting because they have all of the like the monsters. All of that's called oh a, yeah, Landshark. Medium, yeah, medium sized monster suits. So like Mister Pinchy. Yeah, because they've up. got all of the Siaka all of Herald. the Siaka stuff. <laughs> yeah, everything that Siaka sends with them. And might they come also have war rhinos, yeah. and it'd be lovely to see those big assets come on the battlefield again. Because well, that's what I'm saying. The Landshark. That's actually a Landshark. It's not a war rhino. Is I it? believe. No, I think yeah, because it's a Siaka the... thing. I thought the Siaka heralds were like the, the shark-looking individual. Yeah, but humans. they are they're they're heralds. There's also yeah, the yeah. land shark, which I think I was swear the down things. It's a war. Admittedly, it, it was I've a war, heard both. war rhino pre-COVID. Yes, I have heard post. both. So it's very possible that they use the same thing for two different things, and that's where the yeah, confusion comes from. Things like drakes. We haven't seen drakes in fucking ages. God, yes, drakes. Yep. There's so many monsters rarer. and things that I haven't fought. Yeah. Plague um, wolves. We had one at E1 or maybe E4, but otherwise we haven't haven't had one of those yeah. in like three years. Yeah, skirmishes and stuff. That's what I am looking forward to. Mm. I will say, I'd be. I would. I think that is. I think this is something I've said. That is one area that you heard it here first, folks. Um, I am in, very interested in is the skirmish organization because that's got a massive gap now with Matt Quinn died. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's something that very specifically in my new character I can justify and do a lot of which would also in the very short immediate term satisfy a lot of the same kind of skills that I was using for Larkin mm. um, and build up in the right way and then from there I could see what, what I was going to end up doing uh, alongside other stuff so yeah what do you think about the fuel because I, even I've not fought them at any point Nah, we're not gonna. We're not gonna fight them though. Oh, but they're, they're um, so, they've got like actual battlefield mages. Can you so imagine? The I know, but like the druids have got like poisons and venomy so... stuff and healing. But the the fuel would show up with like you know ten mass repels, ten. Mass I would weaknesses. love. You know what? Something I would love to, is I would love for one day for us to be able to take the field with some of those allies, like the great forest orcs, or the thul. Or even, like, if we got in some crazy world, like, half of the Grendel were suddenly on our side. If there was some way of doing, uh, I don't know, a three-quarter, one-quarter fight or two-third, one-third fight or something, and then having the, some of the crew on one side. I don't know how you'd do it, but it would be really fun to be able to fight alongside our allies. Yeah, maybe on a, on a Sunday or something when they're running out of... Yeah, <laughs> even the if there wasn't that many of them, up. you know, maybe for a skirmish or something. I think there's been a couple you'd skirmishes have, like... where they appear. Like, yeah, but never, like, on our side kind of thing, because we're no, not... Really... they're th third party, unfortunately. But, like, say you had, like, oh, we have to have 30 people go through, but you're going to be accompanied by 15 Thule and then fight like they've got the crew numbers i believe for that kind of fight because they do 60 on 60 but yeah so it's something like that would be really fun mm, to be, be cool. on the side of and also imagine if we one day like because we we work with heralds and things you know i mean the quiet step army thing literally like invokes our halogen and puts like war beasts alongside you like spooky things so like that would be a fun thing to start to incorporate into battles would be to have yeah. It's a shame we haven't seen many seats this year. Do that. And I think the sooner we get away from the Jotun fights, the more likely those are to be. Yeah, I mean, part of that is the the, the war fronts that we have have consolidated into two. We've got versus Jerusalem versus Jotun. And that is the two things. And because of 
it makes it easier in terms of splitting the choices between Saturday and Sunday, um, which also is because of face masks and things. Now it's COVID stuff. Yeah, yeah, and which it's, is just I, I get it. I get I get why PDs being careful with them, but you know it's been. Yeah. I guess, and you have to have the Yagara, yeah. which is what makes it easier, basically. Because yeah. you can just have loads of Yagara running around because there's no Yagara yeah, on the it's east. It's worked out a lot better than I thought it would. Because I thought, because one unique yeah, thing the about Empire great. was, you know, orcs were the enemy, humans were not. And then yeah. there was one Black Plateau battle. It was battle really confusing. Where it was Imperial on Imperial. And that's when Cuthwin died. That's when Pyface died. Yes, because we couldn't why... quite tell who was who, yeah. like, who was good and who wasn't. And that was kind of part of the... Part that was part of it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, with the Yagara, mm. it's because there's clear battle lines and units. They're actually not bad. They're actually quite fun to fight against. Yeah. It makes it not feel like a Jotun fight because the Yagara fight more like Drush yeah. than they fight Drush like Jotun. Um, which makes it slightly harder to like predict because you're like, okay, well, we're fighting the Jotun. No, we're not. <laughs> I mean, in terms of law, the Yagara should fight like the Jotun, but you put a bunch of LARPers in like light cloth and tell them to be fanatically Jotun, they're probably going to start running screaming at you more like Druge. That's yeah. just that's just life. You can't control that. Um, so that's something I think we've been learning to adapt to. Nice. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be very interesting. I'm trying to think who else we even... I mean, the Valorn, we haven't really had yeah. much Valorn at all. Well, there's a whole... Well, yeah. we are going to be we countering the Valorn in the next couple of years. Of, uh, wow, of Empire yeah. events. We'll and you're going to be a fresh character going into that. We'll see what happens, eh? Hey, God, it's going to be will. fun. It's going to be fun. And you and I... No, you as well? Are you going to be timing in and the Atherman? No. So actually, yeah, this is uh, this is cool. So I was going to ask, before we jump yeah, onto that spicy note, um, <laughs> okay, okay. the Mark Larks section but you know we'll leave that for the end now because you've got me excited ah. so do you want to give the tldr oh, no 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 i'll mark larks i'll finish off larkin oh I, I don't know if the Ooh, orcs ironic. did that but i guess it's nice uh, to take. you'll oh, never shit. know who struck the final blow oh, um not yet lol uh yeah um what are we doing it in rp uh i was hitting a nine i think i still could have got to 10 like i said there were role play moments that i think i could have done better but i was really up there i was you know, impressing myself really with how comfortable I felt with it all by the end. Yeah. Did you spend uh, you know, ninety percent of ninety percent of the weekend talking about LARP things as opposed to sorry, Empire things as opposed oh, talking about I mean in terms of charges. being immersed, eleven out of ten. Nice. Twelve out of ten. Hundred and thousand out of ten. This is what I mean. That side of the game is very immersive. It's around a lot of players who are very in character all the time. And that's in a very real way. It's not in a, I'm playing a character and I'm being dramatic. It's just conversations that you have, but they're all in character all the time. Mm. Um, it does help that most of those people I met IC and I hadn't really spoken to OC that much. Like I, maybe on Facebook a little bit, but I hadn't really had chats. So there was not that kind of instinct to drop out of character. Um, but even so, yeah, I was all the way in all the time and it was amazing. It was fantastic. Nice. No, no regrets. Next up is soft kit. Oh, I mean, I can only do this for the final. For the final. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about at the end. <laughs> for E one event, I was in my best kit ever. I had my best camping set up ever. So the camping, obviously, I can keep. That's good. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, my kit was amazing. The only thing I was missing 
Um, I'm kind of mixing combat and soft because there's not really anything specific. The only thing I was missing was I really still wanted to get my spear commissioned. Um, but luckily I didn't get that done just before I died. <laughs> Um, but yeah, everything else was great. I was really happy with that top that I found, which made a really great base layer. Um, all the pictures that I had from the Printer's Guild Ball demonstrate like the combo of colors and layers that I had. I really loved the hair that I had. I'm genuinely quite sad that I got that before Larkin died. So I can't, I mean, I can use it for a new character, but yeah, it's a it little is just bit very Larkin. Yeah. It is, but it's very Larkin. Like it, it I mean, it's it's really good. It was so easy to do. Kept it out of the way. It looked profesh, like a proper like character look. Um, but it was so easy, and it didn't matter if my hair was a bit greasy. It was great. I had no regrets. <laughs> uh, my tattoos are amazing. I rebranded a bunch of them. The scars. Oh, I was just like my layers. I just felt good. I felt fucking cool. I felt amazing. Mm. You know. And the combat I loved it. As well. I was so happy. Yeah, yeah, especially that last time. You know, having the general sash um, was such a nice layer to add onto things. Um, and I was so proud of it that I was like, of course Larkin would wear this. You know, I'm not going to keep it subtle. It's, of course I'm going to show it off. It's amazing. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm going to wear it on top. Uh, I'm going to show it off. I'm going to put it over the tabard. I'm going to put the tabard over the chain i put the chain over the top that i had so you can see the sleeves underneath i had new braces which were plainer but nice i had my necklace things i just i felt good mm. the oh. only thing i didn't have is what i do have now which are my nice new boots which Indeed, were a great yeah. excuse to buy them for my new character yeah so yeah top notch very happy notch, very so. uh very easy to quickly run to the loo in that nice. was honestly a priority when I was coming up with a lot of my character stuff. Because <laughs> I always need a quick wee before a battle oh, and stuff. Yeah, you get the adrenaline going. Oh, you hear some of the orc yeah. horror stories. I always forget. Like, I forget screaming. that I <laughs> drunk loads <laughs> of water. And then I'm suddenly like, shit, I need a toilet. I've got to run. Sorry. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not running away from battle, I promise. I just need the loo. Yeah. So overall, rate Larkin. As a character, as a hero of the Empire, how did she do? How can I rate someone who I was just so endlessly overjoyed to be? How can I rate that? You rate Larkin. Ten. You had a good time. Yeah. We had a good time, even if we did bully you, but that's part of a good time. <laughs> Other people had a good time. Was and um, you mattered. You mattered. Yeah. That's a success, you know. Heroes die yeah. and create legends. People who survive just become, you know, they have, you, you know, what is it? You die a hero or live long enough to become a villain. You know, you died a hero. Yeah. And um, that's a good... Narratively, good way it worked it. and that made me happy. And it made people feel something which made it feel worth it. Um, actually, that's, I kind of didn't finish it earlier, but what I was saying about going back to work afterwards, mm. like going for hugs in the military council was great. Um, because as soon as I got back to work, it was like, it didn't mean nothing, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, your character's died. Okay. Oh, that sucks. It's like you saying, oh, well, this character died in a TV show. It just doesn't mean anything. And I was like, this has changed the trajectory of my life. Like this character and now this death. And it just doesn't mean anything. So yeah, when you say it mattered, like, and she mattered, that's, that's the thing that's worth it. 
absolutely that's what, that's what took a lot of time getting over but that's also you know knowing that you guys are planning to hopefully whispers me back for one last 10 minute window one last hurrah it's night oh I, again watching you know mateo free wolf um edge door i can't remember what the full the full title Edgedorf, set was yeah. but um watching you know him get scammed paying off band's debt when it had already been paid Watching you know, Tapple get cursed and having to deal with that, mm. all the political oh, getting engaged to fucking Tapple. <laughs> yeah, it was a thing that happened. <laughs> thing that I've got happened, some amazing testimonies as well. So she's gone into the labyrinth with some great testimonies on herself. Nice. And speaking of perhaps endangering yourself, perhaps <laughs> going straight in back the into that African <laughs> thing. Yeah, the. Uh, <laughs> So, Shall I try and die two events in a row in Leathaven? <laughs> speed run. You just die, die at time in. No one let Matty go icy to Leathaven. She will die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, time in Leathaven. So we just found out that any character who was involved in the spy going on the spy network in Leathaven can time in behind enemy lines in a skirmish. Mm. And I did. I did. Now I don't know exactly how this works i'm gonna ask you because i um made a character on a whim at the end of the last uh, event um because it's just a good idea to just kind of make yeah, it already like, it's easier you're in shock <laughs> so sitting, yeah. on the, sitting on the bench of a computer feels very homely but yeah you yeah, made, and you, you don't made, have like... to have the new character to play it like for the rest of the event but i did make one and yeah. i had a military unit which i sent to leathaven for downtime with the spy network yep because um, I was like, I've got this. I guess I'm going to do that now. Since then, obviously, I have completely not completely, but I've changed, like, reoriented my character and come up with the ideas that I really want. And I've changed my resource to congregation. Now, I'm on the Imperial Roll of Honor as supporting the spy network. Cool, but it counts. I had a military unit at the time, but I now have a congregation. But is that does that come like? Do I count or Ooh, not count right. for this? So, because you you messaged in and asked to change change your MU to a um, congregation to a congregation, yes, and I was allowed to do that without charge because it was a new character. Yeah, because yeah, you know, it's always a faff on the final day. Um, I think, but obviously, I didn't send that message until like last week because yeah, I hadn't really decided know. until last week. So, if I was going to be a really boring little bitch, I would say you you know you've sh you've shifted to congregation, you've retconned the fact you were in the Atherton. But that's boring except I haven't that's boring because shitty. for the imperial role of honor and for the numbers of downtime I had a military unit yeah so the only it, thing that technically intention. doesn't work well but I mean still arguably the only thing that flavor wise doesn't work is at what point then did I leave the military unit and get the congregation because <laughs> arguably if it wasn't for this timing in skirmish thing then it's very easy to say, well, after I came back from the spy network, I traded my military unit in for a congregation before I yeah, got travel. Like, that's justifiable. That's but the skirmish how... makes things a bit confusing. The way I think of it in my head is that, you know, things that happen in downtime there, you can't do two because they both take three months to do. So let's say your military mm -hmm. unit going to the Aphidin, infiltrating, gathering reports and leaving took three mm -hmm. months. Same with a congregation. Yeah. Um, you know, no, but you people, don't have, speak you don't have downtime for a congregation no you no but to hear me out you've got you know you spent to keep that congregation you've got to spend you know the, your downtime congregating with them right you don't have time to be both a military badass and a congregation that's true leader. but then as we've but also discovered this is, people this can is have an artisan yeah it's below the abstraction and one of those other things 
Yeah, so my point is, like, I'm sure there'll be some people out there who are like, uh, ugh, you know, you've changed your mind because there's an opportunity. But also, going back to my point earlier around you pay, you pay a ticket to play a game, I would just retcon the retcon, save you got a military unit, go and do the skirmish because that sounds wicked, and then you've got a character goal at the start of E2 of, crap, I need to go and get my congregation sorted out after my unit got fucking I can't, I can't the retcon the retcon at this point mechanically, though. Um, you could, no, just I'm, I'm not going to bother with just that. That's too difficult. So... They're taking, no offence to them, they're doing a fantastic job and they're very busy, but they're taking days to reply to messages at this We've point. We've got days until the event. I would personally do it, if I was you. Mm, I don't want to, though, because I want the congregation. So what I really need to do, really, is email them and say, yeah, I I'd would. be interested in doing this, what's the sitch? Yeah, I think you have to pick one or the other. And I, if I was like, in Okay, shoes... so my my quibble with what you're saying, though, is that downtime is different from your resource. Downtime is something you can do with certain resources. The things that resources generate are done regardless. Your forest is done regardless. Your mine is done regardless. Your congregation is done regardless. Because any of those things you can do alongside, like being an artisan which would require crafting for three months, right? Because that's a downtime activity. You have okay. to do that. And if you're a military unit, you have to pick the military unit thing and do that for three months. But you can have an artisan and be a farm owner. You don't have to spend three months doing the farm and three months making the artisan items. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, the downtime yeah, thing is the thing that you have to spend time resource. doing, which would be the military unit. Like I would have to spend three months doing the spy network, but that doesn't mean I couldn't also have a congregation. Also, yeah, it's only because like arguably I could have like got a congregation the day before Anvil. It's just because we're timing in that it gets a bit like, well, maybe I sent my military unit away last week or I converted them all into my congregation and they're stuck behind lines with me, you know? I can think of justifications for it, but it does. It sounds like the fact that we disagree means that it's probably sticky enough that I should probably just send an email. I, I don't know. Like, you which know, you have to do to time in anyway. Yeah, you're comparing resources to skills, but this is all below the abstraction layer. And like, if no, I was I'm in playing, your boots... I'm comparing resources to downtime actions. Which yeah, but downtime, well, there's, you know, the artisan like comes from a skill, but I think yeah, the but fact it's you've the got downtime a skirmish, you've literally got a skirmish here. I would, yeah. If I was in your shoes, I'd 100% take that. And then, you know, if the yeah. penalty is, it takes me, you know, an event to get my congregation. You know, I just I, I, I see I what you mean. Like, if they say you can do it, but you can't have the congregation. Yeah, I think that's fair, and I think that's right. what I'm saying. Like, you have I a character, see. you know, quest. You're like, Christ, you know, you land in Anvil, you survive. Your your military unit's been absolutely shagged on the um, you know, on the on the background. I understand. Right? No, okay, I get it. I think I was thought you meant you would say email in and say hi. Can I change my congregation back to a military unit? And then email in and say, hey, I've got a military unit. Can I be on the skirmish? I mean, I would. If I was As opposed be a stickler, to emailing in to that. say, hey, can I be on the skirmish? This is the situation. Like, is it possible? Because you have to email to be on the skirmish anyway. Yeah, I think, like, like it's LARP, right? It's like Paintball or Airsoft. It's an honesty-based game. As long as you're not abusing yeah. the fact you've had an MU and the access to a um, to a congregation. From it, apart from the opportunity to die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. If you it's just a spy get network. Killed. It wasn't Gwerdon. I'm not getting money or anything. <laughs> yeah, I would say, you know, if I was going to do it without you know, emailing PD and bothering them with it. I would no, but go you, on the skirmish. Well, just to... You can't without emailing. You have to email them. Okay, well, yeah, the I, I, That's what I'm saying. Oh, great. In which case, just ask for yeah. clarification. And PD yeah, are a fun exactly. company. They'll let you do it. 
But uh, yeah, yeah, get on the skirmish, definitely do that. And then when you get back to Anvil, you know, find a way to make your character suffer and earn the new, you know, the change. If like I survive. crowns or something. Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I make yeah. it. Yeah, you know, just drop off two crowns at God or something. Just take a penalty. Take a penalty. Just play fair. Um, yeah. You're good to go. Because yeah. it's hard to get on skirmishes now. It's hard. It's true, and her time in behind enemy lines sounds incredible. Very I rare. wish that I was locking for it because fuck me, I'm gonna have no armor. I'm never gonna have fought as a battle mage before with the people that I don't know. Like this is gonna be—it's a suicide mission for me, <laughs> for my new character. I'm excited. Yeah. If I die, I reroll. No one knew the character anyway. It's just gonna be different names and stats. I mean, it's as easy as that. If I die on the first mission, then you just come back as yourself. No one will have met me yet. It's fine. We can deal with that. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, to round it up, do it. Do, <laughs> do it. Do the thing. Definitely get on that because that's cool. Do the thing. Sounds good. Yeah, I really want to. It sounds fun. Also, if I was going to try any time to like get back on the horse and uh, tr- test out battle raging for the first ever event. <laughs> <laughs> Then why not, you know? Why not now? Yeah. Cool. Which All means right. I need to make some mage armor. Indeedy. I'll figure that out. Indeedy. All right, we're running at an hour and 36, nearly an hour and 40. Long oh, long. we've covered most of the, the life and times of Lark and Shattersong. We have indeed. And the potentially very short and messy, bloody life of um, your <laughs> the next, next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come back at E2 and like, so how is your, your fifth, sixth, seventh? character <laughs> what character yeah. or not yeah. <laughs> don't worry <laughs> yeah imagine that would be very funny i that would laugh be. quite a lot yeah thanks for letting me ramble about my character for a while no worries um i'll thank the people at home listening in do you have any final parting words of wisdom for people who've lost characters um... or for people who are going to start a new beginning for people who've lost characters thank you you make the game more um for people who are starting a new beginning god it's scary isn't it isn't it scary isn't it terrifying uh also it's six weeks too long somehow i kind of wanted to just turn around and start again straight away (laughs) (laughs) too long and yet not enough time coolly oh yeah because we've only got like a week until well a a week until i travel up and yeah it's yeah yep it's a lot it's a lot but trust i guess trust your gut on what you actually like doing yeah because i could easily have like you said gone okay i'm just gonna try something completely random which is what i did when i made town but now i know what i like and it's military stuff and i just have to figure out a different way in and that might end up being a similar way in but for the first event at least i'm gonna just yeah don't make any promises to yourself if first event after you died it's tough all right then well thank you everyone for listening hopefully that's given you something to mull over and think about yeah thank you thank you especially you you there you that one at the back the one who's been texting the whole time yeah i bet you didn't hear a word i said but Uh, thanks anyway not paying attention they're not going to go anywhere in the empire are they relatable (laughs) (laughs) all right then well thank you very much everybody catch you at e2 not long to go now um, I will uh, be doing some Winds of War and Fortune analysis mm. um, over the oh, next couple of days. Yeah, I'm going to go and record one for the ELA, for the Empire Lab audio team. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Until we uh, until we meet you face to face, stay safe and um, 
enjoy the pre-event panic. Good luck. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>